Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe better help is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with better help. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Yesterday, I started rambling about the foundational principles of permaculture. And since I don't garden and I love to make things about myself, I figured if I really applied all of this to my daily life, it would probably genuinely improve the way that I spent my most valuable asset, my time. I genuinely believe our attention, our focus, our energy is the most valuable thing that we have. Once our basic needs are met, fuck money. Where are you putting your time? Where are you putting your effort? Where does your priceless energy go? Because in my experience, with the way that the world is working right now, it feels like the luckiest of us are just coasting. Most of us are on autopilot because life is really hard and it's overwhelming. So naturally, the moment any of us have any semblance of free time, we're probably going to shut down and do what comes most naturally to feeling good. And that type of unhealthy coping is an energy suck. Really, overdoing it with things like scrolling or watching TV or drinking or gaming or smoking or sleeping or sleeping around or napping or disconnection and avoidance in general probably isn't the way most of us want to spend that valuable asset when we really consider it. But so much of us don't have time to consider it or we don't think that we do. And that brings us to the foundational principle of permaculture, which is observing our environment so we can best learn how to interact with it. And I say zoom in really hard on that concept and start with your inner environment. How's your brain? How's your body? 
And then once you've checked in and observed how those systems are working, you can zoom out a little and check in with your physical environment because it's all connected. And then your work environment and your community and really check in with how these things are affecting you and how much time and energy and effort and attention you are dedicating to each of them. Because when we observe how we're interacting with our current environment, we can notice where our mindless effort is going so we can redirect it to something more fun or rewarding or at the very least intentional. Taking the time to really engage with the world around you by just checking in with what it looks like sounds wild to say. Like, of course, we know what our worlds look like, but so often, at least for me personally, I tend to get excited when I can lean into autopilot because it means things are going smoothly enough for me to disengage. And I recognize that that is exciting and a privilege and cool, but I also recognize that that's not sustainable or healthy or beneficial. And even if it is sustainable, it's not ideal for who I'd like to be and how I'd like to live this one life. Anyway, point is, Taking the time to really engage with the world around you and what your world looks like from your perspective in a more conscious and mindful way can put you at an obvious advantage. But even if you are someone who's engaged, sometimes getting on the ground floor, getting your hands in the dirt or whatever that means to you isn't a bad move. So often I hear about my friends working in jobs where the people who make the rules and the budget and the demands are typically people who haven't stepped foot in that building or in that environment in years or ever. And they make these demands and budgets and cuts and ideas from a perspective that feels well-rounded because from their cubicle or home office or whatever, it makes sense. The numbers add up, but as the people on the ground and in these environments will inform you, A lot of those expectations and demands and ideas simply cannot work. What makes sense in theory does not always work in practice. So you got to be willing to put in the practice. You really got to know what the fuck you're talking about before you can make theories that are effective. But you can't write your needs and wants until you pay attention to what they are. So observing and interacting brings us to the second principle we discussed yesterday, which was learning how to catch and store your energy. Once you've taken the time to engage and interact with your environment, you'll have a leg up on redeveloping and redesigning the systems you're using so that you can collect your resources when they're at the peak abundance. Whether you have the most energy at a certain time of day, a certain time of month, or shit, a certain time of year, Figure that out and learn how to harvest the yield so that you can use it when you have times where that yield is less, when your energy isn't so high. By redeveloping the systems, you can emphasize the projects that generate more meaningful and valuable rewards. You can refocus your attention to the shit that matters. Number four in the principles of permaculture is applying self-regulation and learning to accept feedback. Some of the shit you're going to have to revamp is going to suck. These are the things that come naturally to you for a reason. It's comfortable. It's easy. And this is not to say you can't mindlessly scroll your phone and watch TV and play video games ever again. It's just to say you learn how to discourage the more inappropriate and less rewarding activities when those activities disrupt your systems from functioning. So, Figure out what works to keep your systems functioning at the highest yield with the least amount of resistance so you can prioritize 
the things that bring the most value to those systems. And you don't have to spend so much time revamping and resetting and redeveloping as you go. The next principle is using and valuing renewable resources and services. Utilize nature's abundance, what comes natural to you. The metaphor feels so obvious to me here. Reducing consumption and dependence on non-renewable resources is often the quickest way to regain control of what you thought you had lost control of. It's often so much easier to reduce consumption than it is to increase production. And the same goes for the energy we've got. You know damn well, power naps and coffee can only get you so far. So figure out what you feel like you're wasting your energy on and what's depleting it so you can refocus the consumption side instead of relying on external sources to provide what should come naturally if you pay more attention to it. The next principle is producing no waste. Valuing and employing all available resources and not wasting any of them. To me, this is a natural side effect of becoming intentional. Intentional scrolling to me is not wasteful. Intentional TV watching is not wasteful. Intentional napping, intentional avoidance strategies, those are not wasteful and they're not harmful because you're paying attention to them. You're recognizing how much of your time you're spending on it and it doesn't become a waste, a time suck, and a way to throw away valuable resources. It becomes a way to replenish and when it goes beyond that, you're able to recognize it because you've been willing to pay attention. You started with observing, inspecting, and doing the work that it took to figure out what systems are working, what systems aren't working, and what's been taking your attention so that you can't focus on redeveloping the systems that haven't been working and have been producing more waste and have in fact been counterproductive to the cause. Tomorrow, I'll wrap up the rest of the principles But until then, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I love you so much. And I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, cutie. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 